All righty. Well, well, well. Well, I will first like to say thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Hood Talks podcast. I am excited to be here with Mr. Haki Mitchell. And we are going to talk about his amazing organization. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, how are you, sir? I'm good now that we got our connection established. Yes, I know. We did have to like um uh emphasize and um uh reschedule this, but we got it together. Um, and thank you for putting in the work to make sure that we did this uh, interview. Um, right. So, <laughs> I appreciate you. It's definitely important. It's definitely important. Yes, especially your organization. You have an amazing organization. And um, I really want to like uh, talk about it and dive into it. So first, give me, um, give everybody like a brief bio of who you are and what you're willing to share about yourself. And then we'll shoot into what the organization is and what the organization does. Okay, so I think I will start this portion of the interview. Mm -hmm. We're just telling you how uh, I came about to even have the idea to even start the organization. So I was incarcerated in 1997 and the circumstances surrounding that incarceration is what gave me the insight and the vision to know that it was something bigger than just me going to jail, right? right. So the, the incident that happened, I literally done a crime that they consider crime. I consider it self-defense, <laughs> but I literally done a crime and in the act, the police rolled up on the scene, literally rolled up on the scene as I was uh, committing the crime, so to speak. Oh, wow. So, it was almost like it was already destined and planned, you know, saying for that to go down just like it did. Because how, how did I really, you know, how did that, it happen to be the police pulling up when a crime was going down? You know what I mean? How often does that happen? Right, right. So, so from that point on, I never seen the streets again. And that was 1997. And while I was incarcerated, you know, saying I realized what the issue was that I thought was going on in, in the black community and our community and our society as well. And that is the enormous incarceration rate mm -hmm. of black males. Yes. Yes. As I was explaining to you, you know, when we were sitting down talking there, it's like 17 male prisons in Missouri and two female prisons. Mm -hmm. So that's a large number of prisons in Missouri alone. Yes. And we're not talking about the rest of the world, you know what I'm saying, United States. We're not talking about just the United States. We're just talking about Missouri, 17 male prisons. So I realized while I was there that the issue is most, I'm gonna say the majority of, I'm gonna say 75% of the people in prisons are black people, mm -hmm. black males. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was one of them. And I realized that was the issue that our, 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 um, our children's brothers, uncles, fathers, cousins, all these positive figures in their life are incarcerated. And they, they sometimes are incarcerated at a very early age. Yes. So as, as in my story, I was incarcerated and I left my, my three-year-old and my one-year-old son out here to pretty much fend for themselves. Right. So that's where the passion grew. And I started doing the research to start an organization to help children whose parents are in prison because I dealt with the issue myself with my children, having a father that was incarcerated. So that's when the passion grew and the vision started to take legs and shape. And I did the, the homework to establish it. And when I came home in 2006, 
I established ACOP two years later in 2008. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's great that you came out with something positive to do um, and you, you worked hard and made it a, a great organization. So kudos to you for that. Um, some people turn right mm-hmm. back. Or some people don't have no, no other options and turn right back into the crime system and then they go right back. But you exactly. That's one of the reasons why I started ACOP. So I said, I'm going to make sure I stop this recidivism. I'm going to stop this, especially with our children. I'm going to stop these our, our incarcerated youth. I'm stopping that process. They're not going to keep making money off our children. I call it the new slavery. But yes, 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 yes. The new form of slavery. But yeah. Um. So can you explain uh, what your organization does? Um. Sure. This came back from a search. Yeah, in a nutshell, my organization helps children whose mother and fathers are incarcerated. And we, what we do is we maintain an open and consistent line of communication with the child and their parent until the child either ages out of our program at age 18 or the prison or the parents released from prison and come home into our, our sister program, which is called Second Chance of St. Louis. Okay, okay. Okay. So, so we do that. We do that, that, that open line of communication in three forms. The, the first step is letter writing. So we have the child communicate with their parent by writing letters weekly. So every time they come to our workshops, our, uh, our, um, our program, the herd program, when they come to the herd program, there is a portion in that program where they have time to either, either write their parents a letter or do some journaling if they don't have an incarcerated parent. And then we do that every week for like a quarter, four months. And then after that phase, we start phase two, which is the phone calls. And we'll actually send the parent a calling card. And that way they can call one of our phones at our office and they can talk to our child, their child during that time period that they're there. Oh, that's awesome. And then the final phase is the visitations. And if you go on our website, you actually see us taking one of our youth to see her father. Her name was Unique. And we took her to see her father. Oh, on the trip. And St. Louis, St. Louis Post-Dispatch actually went with us on that, that, that trip and recorded the whole thing. So you can see that whole thing on our website. Okay. And what's the website? The website is www.acopp the number four and the word change C-H-A-N-G-E dot org. Okay. Well, that sounds like something so awesome. And especially for parents that probably like mothers that's out here working hard and they can't afford to take, it then depends on whether the, the, the um, people or the parent is um, uh, incarcerated at. Cause some people, am, I'm, you know, might have to be in a different state or, you know, right. you know exactly. they, yeah, they won't have access to be able to travel to a different state. So you providing yeah. that service is just, that's amazing. Honestly, and then you would you would realize how much more difficult that the that the DOC Department of Correction I call it Department of Corruption you wouldn't realize how much difficult they makes it make it so that you don't even want to come see, uh, visit your your loved one you don't even want to come because they make it so hard for you to come in you got to be dressed right you got to you know what I'm saying you got to look right you got to have on the right clothes you, everything got to be perfect for you to come visit one of your loved one so they make it very very difficult to have a relationship and with your loved one. And that's sad because, right, that's like taking a dis, 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 disconnecting, um, especially if that's the man in the role. You know, he's the father, he's the head, house, head of the household. It's a disconnect. Um, and, you know, that him being able to communicate to his family, you know, he's the head macho, 
and then his mom i mean the mom and the, the children can't connect to to their father or to their mate and that's right. so that's a, like at, a at the very least it's, it's some positive information is you know some encouraging words at the very least right 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 to help keep his him mentally strong oh let's not talk about that um but um so how, so you i mean you really highlight a lot on how you guys are impactful to the community um and making sure that you're keeping the relationship for um the loved ones and the um people that's incarcerated is there anything else you think you want to highlight about what you guys do and how beneficial you are to the community yeah sure i, I alluded to it a little bit when i talked about say something about the herd program so that was our way to you know um to stabilize communities we created a program in order to teach children certain skills like life skills, you know, and um, I want to say uh, like stranger danger. So we do in our program, the HERD program, we teach different modules of learning styles that children need to um, proceed to, to pick up on. Because what, what I figured out is, and what we all know is that most of us have different learning styles. We learn differently, you know what I'm saying, at different rates. So that's one of the things we do in our program. We 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 watch the children. We we um we we create games and um, a program to be able to um to be able to observe them doing natural things so that we can kind of pick up on what they're good at, what they're talented at, what their what their interests are. And once we observe that, then we start to to guide them into, like I say, um uh, um games or the programs that we we have and we just basically put them where they'll be, be better fit to, to learn and to to uh, grow without being um ridiculed and stuff like that that's that's basically what in a nutshell what the herd program does okay and you say it's the herd program like being yeah h-e-a-r-d yeah herd okay 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 um and then i used also mentioned the second chance program you want to talk about that a little bit Sure, we'll talk about that just a little bit. Like I said, the second chance is the, the, the sister program to the herd program, the ACOP program, whereas when the, the parents does get paroled and come home for prison, we immediately do things what I call a rapid attachment. I, I rapidly attach them to programs and services to help them not recidivism, not, not go right back to the same old environment that they came from and do the same old things that they once did. So it's just basically classes that I teach on the things that I've learned and I've experienced to try to get people educated. I do entrepreneurs classes and things like that. Okay. All right. You, you got a lot going on, sir. Hey, that's what's up. Um, so how can the community support you and your organization? What can we do to rally around and help make sure that, you know, you're seeing the work that you're doing? Well, like, you, like you're doing right now, the main thing is awareness, spreading the word, because ACOP has been around since 2008, people. And if you have not heard about ACOP, assisting children of prison parents, then someone in your family, your friends, your community is doing you a disservice, especially if you have a child who is dealing with an incarcerated parent. Yes. And there, if, there, if you have a child who has an incarcerated parent and you're not connected to programs and resources to help that child, then someone is doing you a disservice if they haven't told you about ACOP or Made a Better Family Life or Teens of Tomorrow, any of these programs that mentor children. We need to start getting our children in programs and services that's conducive to help them grow and fill in voice that they may be missing and lacking. Yes. We have programs out here 
to fill those boys. But we're not we're not putting our children in those programs. And I, I want to piggyback on what you said about the awareness of those programs. And that is definitely why I started the Hood Needs uh, segment, because I definitely wanted to highlight organizations and businesses like you that are serving the community. And like you said, filling those voids and connecting the children or the, even the adults to certain resources. So yes, that is key. That is key. It's called, I call it a rapid attachment. We can no longer tell a, a parent who come home from prison, well, you need to go over here and get a bus pass. You need to go over here and get maybe food stamps. No, we need to have a one-stop shop where they can come and we can provide all the wraparound resources that they need to reestablish themselves in society. Yes, 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 yes. You are definitely on to something here. Um, so uh, we're gonna, I guess, kind of, unless you got something else to say or you wanna, um, put out there to the community, to the people, or of anything you feel like you want to close this out on, feel free. It's your opportunity. Well, you know, we got to talk, you know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it strictly about the business because, you know, I'm a really uh, a, a creative person. So my mind be really thinking about different ways to change things. And sometimes my views is not always <laughs> acceptable to everybody else. But I will say that we've had We've had tons, tons, and tons of people who have told us that, you know, the old way ain't working. We have plenty of examples of the old way not working. My thing is we have to forge out a new way for our children to, to navigate the neighborhoods that they're growing up in. Because these neighborhoods are no longer safe havens for our children. We need safe houses all over the neighborhood so children can go in either after school when they don't have a, a parent that's, you know, picking them up from the bus stop, they need a safe haven to go into when the parents got to work and no one's to, there to watch over them. We need these places all over the neighborhood, all over the city for children to be able to go to until parents are able to watch their children. Because uh, yeah. we're, we're entering a time, time period right now where the children are very vulnerable and no one is paying attention to them. And things are happening to our children that we know we, we have no control over. I agree. I definitely agree. Right down to the educational system, but I ain't gonna get into all that right now, but right down to the educational system, we are not watching our children and what they're being taught. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, look, like you said, we can go all day <laughs> about this. <Right. laughs> but I appreciate you for coming on and talking about your organization. Um, how can people reach you if they want to show you support or reach your organization if they want to show you support? Okay, so our office is at 4313 Shreve. That's right off of Highway 70 between Calvin and Anderson. We're right across the street from the church, the Catholic Church. And you, can, you can't miss our building. We got blue, red, yellow, and, and um, purple doors on the front of the building. And that's, his, that's our office, and we'll be opening it up. Right now, we're doing Sundays and Mondays from 10 to five, but we'll be going more to a full-time schedule when the springtime and it start getting warm outside. Okay. So uh, that's our physical location. You also can contact us on our website. You can donate right on the website. Um, my, my telephone number's on there. You can call me and contact us. You can always drop something off at the site. We're partnering with right now a brother named Tavon Brooks. He's running for Alderman in the 21st Ward. So okay. we want to, we want to uh, highlight this brother. He has some great programs. He has some great ideas that he's um, want to implement. So I'm I'm working with him to get him elected as the Alderman of 21st Ward. 
and that way we can see some resources coming into this neighborhood because right now I don't want to I don't want to dog any other alternatives out there but there is no resources coming to the neighborhood that I can see mm. that is changing things in the neighborhood. Mm. Are you are you just keeping real and raw and your experiences? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong right, with right. that. Um, so I definitely um, again want to thank you um, and shout out to what was his name again? Tavon Brooks. Tavon Brooks. So you guys, if you are listening and you live in that area, look out, um, find out about him and get out and vote and help support that guy. Um, Yeah. So, well, thank you again. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to close this out um, to all my The Hood Talks podcast viewers and listeners. Be on the lookout for January 23rd. It's the fight for equity and the man's role in it. It's uh, going to be live, Facebook and YouTube. And then check out um, my flow of shows in February. I got Black and Publishing or Published. I got um, Black Love, which is another live show. We got two great uh, licensed professional counselors that will be on the show taking questions. Um, So be looking out for that. Go um, like us on Facebook subscribe to our YouTube channel and also um, uh, if you want to get in contact and be on the show to talk about your great organization and what it's doing for the community it's the hood da the hood talks with the s at gmail.com all right y'all and we are out